0: Turn to your neighbour and greet them, Emmanuel. Give your neighbour a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give your other neighbour a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbour behind you a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbour in front of you a handshake, say Emmanuel. And greet the viewers all over the world on Emmanuel TV. Emmanuel! God is with. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor, Say, neighbor. neighbor, When the love of God God fills your heart, heart, fear has no place place in your life. life. Turn to the viewers. Say, viewers. viewers, Say, viewers. viewers, viewers, When the love of God fills your heart, fear has no place in your life because perfect love casts out fear. Once again, you are welcome to the presence of God and you may have your seats in Jesus' name. Today is the very first day of December 2019. We are on the cusp of a new year, 2020. And if you remember very vividly, One year ago, in December 2018, after a period of fasting and prayer, Prophet TB Joshua declared that the year 2019 was a fearful year. And you would agree with me that the events of this year 2019 have attested to the reality of that declaration it has been a fearful year for those whose hopes are not centered in Christ even if you you look at your immediate surroundings what you would see is it's frightening there are expressions of, of fear and, and frustration anger and anxiety discouragement and despair on the faces of citizens because of The uncertainties of life. To put it bluntly, we are living in the end time. Where the manifestation of the spirits of fear is everywhere. Say everywhere. Fear. Fear of loss. Fear of sickness and disease. Fear of failure. Fear of today's politics. Fear of death. Fear of moral oppression, religious oppression, demonic oppression. Fear everywhere. And people of God, fear is a destructive tool of Satan that has robbed millions of a victorious life. Many have lost the battle today. Not because of the giants but because of the fear of that giants. Many have even died today. Not because of sickness but because of the fear of that sickness. For fear brings torment, anguish and anxiety. Fear weakens our determination, resolve and willpower. Fear Paralyzes our potential. Fear hinders and handicaps our lives. Fear causes our hope to shrivel and die. Fear increases the size of our enemy mentally. And fear changes our focus. From the promise of God... To the present circumstance. And when we harbor fear, when we give place to fear, we are actually giving place to the devil. Turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, "Neighbor." say, "Neighbor." neighbor. Don't give place to fear, because what you fear. May come upon you. Say viewers. 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 Don't give place to fear. Because what we fear. May come upon us. Now people of God. Jesus knows this. Jesus knows that fear will try to overwhelm us. So he has given us the tools to overcome fear. The promise of Jesus Christ is not that he would keep us from those troubles that cause our cares, our anxieties, our unnecessary fears. No, the promise of God is that he would give us enough grace to stand and resist those troubles. So today, we must learn to get above our fears even when it seems impossible to get above our troubles. We must deal with fear before fear deals with us. And this brings us to the title of today's message. Freedom from fear. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. In the presence of God. God. There is freedom from fear. Say neighbor. In the presence of God. There is freedom from fear. Turn with me to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. That is the proof text for today's message. From verses 14 to 17. To provide context to this biblical story we are about to read. It is concerning prophets Elisha now he was by the holy spirits revealing the plots and plans of the syrian armies in their privates and they came together and said we must come and deal with this prophet elisha because he was exposing their secrets now we'll take up the story from verse 14 the bible says then he sent horses and chariots And a strong force there, that is to where Prophet Elisha was. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Now, naturally, prophets, Elisha, and his servants were defenseless in the face of the huge and heavily armed Syrian forces. I mean, their numbers, the the weapons at their disposal were enough to intimidate anyone whose confidence does not come from God. And it's not surprising that the servant of Elisha lost his emotional balance out of so much fear and agitation. And, and he ran to his master. He was bewildered. He was consumed by fear. He ran to his master. And do you know what he said? He said this. Oh no, my Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh no. Now, when you say this, you have to, don't just say it, you have to give an expression. You know how you feel when you've, you've got some bad news? It's, oh no. Tell your neighbor and demonstrate to say, oh no. oh no. You know, there are many ways you can express this, but oh no is a bad thing. It's oh no. Not again, why? Oh no. The servants of Elisha said to his master, let let me, let me read it again. After seeing these forces surrounding them, he said, oh no, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? Some of us here today and viewers all over the world may be passing through an oh no moment in their lives. Perhaps that bill has come in and you look at your finances and say, oh no, how will I pay this? Or you've gone to the hospital and the medical report comes out with a bad diagnosis. You say, oh no, how will I get through this? Or where you're working, everything's fine. Suddenly they give you a sack letter. Oh no, what am I going to do? How will I care for my family? How will I take care of my responsibilities? Oh no. And when that oh no moment strikes fear, the monster of fear raises its ugly head and begins to mock you, belittle you, intimidate you try to scare you into submission. So if there is anyone here today who is passing through and oh no, moments where the troubles seem to surround them, I want you to take a lesson from the reaction of prophets Elisha to this circumstance. Let's turn to verse 16. Don't be afraid. The prophets answered. For those who are with us are more than those who are against us. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. In other words, he was saying to his servants, Don't be frightened, because fear is a thief of faith and hope. Instead of magnifying the causes of our fears, we ought to equip ourselves with the thoughts of God, his sovereignty, his invisible world. If you were to see the other side, you would know that our God has made adequate provision For us to stand the forces of the adversary. Now, the reaction of Prophet Elisha is instructive to every born again Christian today and worthy of emulation. Whilst his servant was was hot, was fearful, was, was flustered, Elisha was cool, calm, and confident. Because he knew the situation at hand was not a personal battle, but one against his God. He saw the trouble. He saw the army surrounding the city. He heard the the horses as they approached. He felt the ground quake and shiver as the chariots drew closer. He saw this trouble, but his heart was not troubled. while elisha's servants was overwhelmed by fear elisha overcame his fear do not be afraid those who are with us are more than those who are with them prophet elisha and his servants Saw the same army. But their reaction was different. Just like David. And the Israelites saw the same giants Goliath. But their reaction was different. What is your giants today? It may be sickness. It may be disappointments. It may be failure at the points of breakthrough. People of God know this is not the giants you face that will conquer you. It is the giants you fear. The lesson we take from prophet Elisha in this scripture is simple. When you fix your eyes on your situation, your fears will flourish. But when you fix your eyes on God, your fears will vanish. The problem so many of us have today is that we magnify our trouble above God. As if he is unable to intervene. As if he is unable to take care of that situation. Listen, people of God. Faith does not deny the existence of a problem. Faith magnifies God above that problem. Faith does not ignore the existence of that trouble. No. Faith glorifies God in the midst of that trouble. And that trouble ends up working for our advancements. Tell your neighbor freedom from fear. You see, when you focus only on your problem, it will become bigger than what you can handle leading to fear i want to show you something very practically and this is an unusual demonstration so i hope it works okay this is a blindfold and i want to show you the devastating consequences of focusing on your problems and submitting to fear Praise the Lord. Has anyone ever been in pitch black? Maybe they've taken the lights. You don't have a torch. You don't have any form of lights. You're completely in the dark. It's in the middle of the night. Focusing only on our problem blinds us from reality and binds us with the spirits of fear. In the dark, we are bound to be frightened. Right now, even to take a step forward, I can't see in front of me. This is what happens when you focus, whoa, on your problem. You can easily injure yourself because you can't see ahead of you. When when you're blinded by your problem, you can easily fall down because there's nothing to guide you when you're blinded by focusing on your problem, the voice of Satan becomes louder. The voice of fear becomes stronger. Even to get up is a challenge because you can't see in front of you. Focusing on our problem only blinds us from reality and binds us to the spirits of fear. Now, I don't know how to get back to the Bible. Turn with me to verse 17. Am I close? No. Someone's going to have to help me. Can someone read verse 17? 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 17. If someone can help me read that scripture aloud. Because that contains the answer to the fear. So Elisha prayed and said, Please Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. Open his eyes so that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes of the young man and he saw And behold, the mountain was full of herses and chariot and fire around Elisha. What does this mean, brethren? What does this mean? The opening of the eyes of our faith is the silencing of our fears. The clearer sights we have of the power and purity of heaven the sovereignty and supremacy of God, the less we shall fear the cares and calamities of this world. For then we would be able to understand that the protecting hands of heaven have been commissioned to help us, to fight for us and to protect us whatever happens. Where then is there room for fear? If God before us, who can't be against us? Nobody. Look, the eyes of your faith need to be opened. Your present eyes may see darkness, but as a Christian, the eyes of faith can see the light. It may look like setback, but the eyes of faith can see success. It may look like disappointment, but the eyes of faith can see the divine appointment that heaven is arranging for you. It may look like failure, but the eyes of faith can see the fulfillment in Christ that is waiting for you as long as you persevere. Fear not. Don't be afraid. For fear is a thief of faith. People of God, if you serve the Lord in truth and faith, nothing outside of God's control can happen to you. Look, you you will be safe under the rock of his refuge. You will be sheltered under the shadow of his protection. You will be delivered not only from evil, but from the fear of it. Therefore, whatever satan throws your way whatever situation or circumstance you may be facing today whatever that oh no moment is in your life no matter how giant is that giant that stands before you no matter how troubling is that trouble that surrounds you no matter how painful is that pain that pierces you know this people of god Greater is he that is in you than all the forces that can be arrayed against you. As a child of God, if they give me a sack letter, I'm simply being prepared for a better position. As a child of God, they diagnose me without sickness. I'm simply being equipped to manage good health. My body may get sick with fever, but my heart won't get sick with fear. My symptoms may point to death, but God's word points me to life. Look, they may belittle you. They may intimidate you. They may call you names that are not yours. They may try to frustrate you at every turn. But as a child of God, you are simply being refined in the fire of life before coming forth as gold. In conclusion, millions today have surrendered to their fears while their hearts dream of a miracle. Millions have succumbed to their fears while their hearts yearn for their destiny. Don't let this happen to you today. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. You have a friend, the Holy Spirit, who can help you to defeat the monster of fear. By placing Jesus first in your hearts, by meditating on what you read, In the Bible, by focusing on God instead of your problems, you can overcome fear. So I advise you, you meditate on each word. Turn it over and over and over again in your hearts. And you will find that faith comes spontaneously and fear leaves naturally. Your life in the Spirit will cause fear to dissolve from your life. So let us learn to get above our fears, even when it seems impossible to get above our troubles, by leaving the battle for God. Because if you leave everything in God's hands, you will soon see God's hands in everything. And this is how to have freedom from fear. May God bless his word in the midst of our hearts in Jesus' name.